Hey guys, this is Emma from The Horse Cure, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. Today I get to share the Right Horse Initiative with you. Christy Schulte Capert talks about what the Right Horse Initiative is and how you can be a part of helping the horse industry be a safe place for all horses and horse lovers. At the Right Horse, the goal is to match the right person with their right horse. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Um, I'm kind of curious about how long you've been podcasting and how you got started. It just, um, I'm a big podcast listener. I haven't heard of you, but I know I don't, I don't think I've, I've really, really not heard of a ton of podcasts in the horse space. So I'm just curious to learn more and hear some of your shows. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm actually really quite new. I started last August and that was on a complete whim. My husband said, you know what you should do? Don't tell me no right away. Listen. And I was like, yeah, I should do a podcast. Good idea. And, but then it grew on me. Of course he was right. And, um, because really I do enjoy talking to people. I love talking to people about things they love and things they're passionate about and all the better for me if they're horse people, because that's my passion. And so, um, yeah, I just started kind of calling on some people and asking people if they wanted to chat with me. And that's, that's where it started. And I really had, a lot of fun. You know, I'm just getting to know people in other areas of the horse industry. I didn't know there were. And I mean, it's mm. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is your background in horses? Where did you, where did you come from? Um, just a farm girl, you know, my mom yeah. and dad had horses and then, um, so I was always, you know, the horse lover kind of girl. And so we had, um, mostly quarter horses, but we kind of had a little of everything growing up. Um, we've had standard breads and Belgians and paints and, you know, everything in the, in between, and I just showed 4-H and did a little bit of barrels and poles when I was younger and 4-H age. And then once I had to start paying my own bills, um, I had two pleasure geldings just just for fun, not Western pleasure, just pleasure. I love trail riding. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I put my 25-year-old down this spring, and so I've just got my one gelding mm-hmm. left, and I'm finding that I'm really enjoying having one horse just to focus on. And so, yeah, I just I'd love to... I love to be in his presence. I love to go riding. I love to groom him. I like doing all this stuff. We had bath day yesterday, and I think that's Aww. a blast. So, <laughs> yeah, just everything. It sounds sounds like me. Just any put me near horse, I'm happy. I don't care what kind of saddle or what you're yeah. doing. Just let me be there. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a good thing to to be with them, and yeah, and being outdoors and stuff. I mean, who would want something different? It's awesome. No, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, that's a little bit about me. Pretty basic stuff, but I'm really thankful that you're giving me the time to um, find out more about you and and about the right horse. And yeah, I'm really excited about this. I stumbled across you guys on Instagram, I believe, and oh. um, yeah, I really wanted to find out more because it seems like such a neat initiative. So, Christy, is this like is the right horse your brainchild, or has it been kind of a group of people who are thinking about welfare and those types of things or where'd you guys come from? Yeah, it's not at all my brainchild. It's something that I feel very passionately about, but can take no credit for starting it. The right horse is really unique because it's a collective. And so it takes the efforts of lots of different horse people. And really it's welfare professionals, horse advocates, horse trainers, corporations, associations, regular horse loving people. And we're all working together to massively increase horse adoption and improve the lives of all horses in the United States. And really, the right horse is our parent organization is the Watershed Animal Fund. And Watershed was created to 
improve the lives of companion animals, so dogs, cats, and horses. And we have programs in the small animal world, uh, dogs and cats as well, but the right horse is really the only piece of that that's public and out there and a program that we manage directly and is branded and all that stuff because we really feel there's so much work to do in the world of horse adoption. There really is. We had, you know, a few, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, there was such a surplus of good horses, really. And it's sad to see, you know, the slaughter issue I know is a really touchy subject as well. And I don't know what the best fix is. So I love seeing that you guys have a group of people coming together trying to think through what is best for the industry and the, you know, the animals and the people and all of that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, you touched exactly on what one of our main principles is, is that there we are good people for good horses. And there are so many good horses that you can find through adoption and horse people typically just don't consider adopting. And it's not because anyone is willfully turning away from it. It's just not something that people have traditionally thought of as a way to get a good horse. Typically, when people hear of a rescue horse or adoption, they think of an older horse that's retired or really can't be ridden, maybe has some physical issues or training issues. And you might take one of those horses on as a retirement if you've got some extra space in your pasture. But people have not thought of adopting a horse as a way to get their next excellent partner for riding or driving or therapy or lessons or ranch work or anything, even if you are just looking for a a pasture pal. And what we're trying to show is that not only are there so many great horses available through adoption, that increasing adoption and having people consider adoption is going to improve the outcomes for all kinds of horses in the United States because we see all types of horses, all ages, breeds, backgrounds, monetary values come through these agencies and be in transition at some period in their lives. And just because a horse is worth $3 million today doesn't mean that in six months or a year, two years, things can happen. It's really usually not because people have any bad intention. It's just life happens or injuries happen or natural disasters happen and these horses end up at risk because we simply don't have the systems in place to catch them when they when they get into trouble. So by increasing adoption, we really feel like we can get good horses in homes with good people and also just improve the landscape of welfare for all horses in the United States, keep them safer and all that good stuff. That's such a great idea. Yeah, there. the more you research it, I mean, it's just an ocean of little adoption agencies and gosh, where do you go and what do you get and who knows what about what and what kind of training are you looking for and what has that horse had, where they come from? I This is so great. So the right horse, are you guys looking to try to get into, I mean, a lot of those adoption agencies and bring all that information under one roof? Kind of. So we don't directly handle or house any horses ourselves. As the initiative, we're kind of like an umbrella organization. So we have currently over 40 partners and that includes our industry partners. So things like the Unwanted Horse Coalition, the Arabian Horse Association, the American Association of Equine Practitioners, which is all of the horse veterinarians. So our industry partners, Absorbing, those kinds of groups, as well as our adoption partners. And those are the facilities that are directly involved in taking horses in, providing rehab, retraining, and adoption services. So what we do is we look for groups that are out there and are really focusing on solutions. So they're doing things like providing training for horses because we know that training is a huge hurdle in not only getting horses adopted, but keeping them safe or keeping them less likely to fall at risk later in their lives. So these 
these adoption centers are providing training and they're really matching the right horse with the right person. They're uncovering what is this horse's background? It's It can be really tough to do that and say, you know, we've got this horse here and we kind of know his age and maybe can guess his breed, but we don't know what, what was he trained to do? What are his capabilities? Where are his talents? So uncovering that horse's talents and then matching them with the right person. And that's where our whole philosophy comes in that there is a right horse for every person and also a right time for that horse and that person's life. We know that horses go through multiple owners in their lifetimes and that's okay too because their their needs and abilities change just like ours do. And so making sure that we can always get that horse safely from home to home that's what the that's what our adoption partners are here for and that's what they do best and why uh, that's who we're seeking out all across the country. I love that. That is wonderful. Christy, how long has the Right Horse been a functioning group and and working with these um, other organizations and and doing what you're doing? Yeah, we're really pretty new. The Right Horse just launched publicly in January of 2017 and was in planning for about a year and a half before that. So um, the Watershed Animal Fund is is a relatively new entity overall in the right course, even newer. So that's why we're still very much in the phase of getting the word out about who we are and what we're doing and just the idea of horse adoption, talking about it with horse people. It's so funny to me, and people usually get this right away, the parallel of we all love shelter pets. I can't tell you how many of my friends and myself, I have a dog from a shelter and two cats from a shelter. And that sort of adopt, don't shop, these uh, shelter pets, the popularity of adopting shelter pets is so prevalent with small animals. And it really just hasn't caught on in the horse world. So we're very much in the early stages of getting that idea out there and showing that there are good horses available through adoption. So we just launched publicly in January of 2017. Well, actually, we're halfway through 2018 now, but 2017 was our first full year, or or, I'm sorry, our second full year of grant making. So we're really on the beginning stages of this marathon. And we do truly believe that it's a marathon and figuring out what are the programs out there, the innovative ideas that are really going to make a difference. And so we're super excited to be identifying those ideas and trying things out and seeing where we can move the needle. So Christy, what makes you guys different from other equine welfare agencies? That's a great question. That's a really important one. It, I think what really makes the right horse different is that we are hyper-focused, laser-focused on this one issue of horse adoption. And as a horse person, you know that there are so many different issues in the horse world. There's a million disciplines, new ones popping up every day, <laughs> this crazy, what's the one um, I heard of that they're going to try at WEG? It's like oh. polo cross, but and <laughs> gladiator polo. Have you heard of that? I think no. that's what it's called. Okay, I'm going to YouTube that here pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I think that's what it's called um, or something extreme like that. Anyway, my (laughs) point is there are so many disciplines and so many breeds and so many areas of the horse world that people can disagree on and have different opinions. Mm -hmm. And we understand that. We know that not everybody is going to agree on everything, but we have unified partners and we are continuing to identify partners who totally agree on this issue of increasing adoption. And so we are hyper-focused on that and let all these other issues fall to the wayside because we really believe that by increasing adoption, we can move the needle there. So that's a major difference. And we also work very closely with the industry. We know that these solutions have to come by being collaborative. So talking to 
the people who work in it every day and saying, what what are the issues that you see in your corner of the horse world? What is your breed or your city? What are the issues there and how can we tackle these? Because we know it's going to look differently in different parts of the industry and different parts of the country. And that collaboration is so important and they open dialogue about these different issues. And finally, the a major difference is that we are able to put some power behind these pilot programs in, in the form of grant making and really try out some cool ideas and look at what's innovative and different and what is going to make a difference. So we're really looking for those big ideas to say, yes, there's been a lot of good work and wonderful people with the best of intentions doing work thus far, but really we haven't moved the needle yet. So where where can we step outside the box? We're looking for innovative ideas and things that are different and really going to make long-term solutions for horses because we know they're an expensive animal. They live a long time and it's going to take some really creative solutions to figure out how do we get them in good homes and make sure the systems are there to keep them there. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool that you're getting breed organizations behind you too. And and I'm sure like sporting organizations as well. Um, Racing industry, I know is trying, it seems like there are bits and pieces of it that are really moving toward the adopt after they're finished with their racing careers and, and things like that. And, um, I think that's wonderful. That's a good step. You know, it really is. I have a little bit of a question, I guess, about about adoption. How do you educate people who maybe are new to horses and they're like, oh, I want to adopt a horse. Here's an inexpensive way to do it. But perhaps they maybe don't know everything that owning a horse requires. Does the right horse work with education and those types of things as well? Or do you refer on to other educational you know, resources? That's a great question. And you're that's a, a really big part of it as well, because I think you're totally right that a lot of people, when they're new to horses, they they do often turn to adopting because they might have that comfort level with they've adopted a dog or cat from a shelter. So when it's time to get a horse, they'll look to adoption to get their next horse, which is amazing. But Mm -hmm. it can sometimes be an issue if they get matched up with the wrong horse or if they aren't quite ready to adopt a horse or own a horse at all. So a lot of our partners, that sort of ends up falling to them to do this owner education. And that's part of what we look for in a good adoption partner is that they are really thorough and professional at getting to know their adopters. It's not it's not about showing them a 50-page application and saying prove to me <laughs> that you take this home. It's about talking to them, having a conversation and learning what is their horsemanship level, what kind of education do they have? What do they need? And maybe learning that this family, they've fallen in love with a, you know, four-year-old off the track filly, mm-hmm. or, or they, they really want to take home, you know, that kind of horse because she's beautiful and flashy, but they've also got a 16-year-old quarter horse who may be a better fit and saying, hey, come check out Sparky over here. He's going to be a better fit for your family. And a lot of them do end up enfolding these first-time horse people into their programs that often as volunteers or to become part of their barn family and get to know the horses before they bring them home. One of our partners in Denver is called the Harmony Equine Center. It's part of the Denver Dumb Friends League. They actually have a policy where if it's a riding horse, the adopter comes and takes three riding lessons with that horse on their property at the facility before they take the horse home. And that way they know this is a good fit. They they know the horse's quirks and buttons and that it's going to be the right match with the right horse and the right person. So that's definitely a big part of it. And we also, we work with partners like Time to Ride is a great one. It's an industry of a similar 
collaborative industry movement to introduce new people to riding and help people find those beginner horsemanship experiences. So that might be a case, for example, if we got a direct inquiry from somebody that they're looking to get started, we would refer them to a partner like that. So that's a huge piece of it. And and capturing those people when they're just getting into horses and making sure that that first ownership experience is a really good one because that's what we want is to make it a lasting connection, both for the good of the horse and the person. That is wonderful. What a great thing you guys are doing. I love this because there there is so much more to it than just like, gee, I'd like to have a horse, you know, and, and maybe with yeah. cats and dogs, it's a little bit easier to start that way. And I've never had a dog before, but I want a puppy, you know, but horses are a different kind of animal that way. So yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that your Harmony Ranch has, has lessons. I think that's such a good idea and what a good way. And yeah, like you said, enfolding people into the barn life and what's expected and, and what um, you need to do for excellent care and stuff. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. Those resources are really important. And also the adoption groups do a great job of following up. And so that's why one of the reasons I really think adoption from a reputable organization is you know, a better option for a lot of people because you can go back to them for the lifetime of that horse and say, hey, I'm having trouble with, you know, all of a sudden he won't let me pick his feet anymore or, you know, he's lost some weight over the winter and what can I do about that? They're always going to be there as a resource because they want that horse to stay safely in his home and they want it to be a good match. So it's really more resources and more personal care than a typical uh, buy or sell transaction. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I think adoption is so great. Yeah, I think that is really great. My mom just recently adopted from New Vocations and she's, she's loving, she loved the experience. It was a good experience for her and she's having so much fun with her new boy. And yeah, it's just, it's so good. Um, they took a lot of care and recommended a horse that she wasn't initially looking at um, because she had said, you know, here are my goals and desires. Um, I'm looking at this horse and they said, you know, maybe this one would be a better match, just like you explained before. And then I know they do like a three, six, nine, 12 month follow up as well. Um, lots of pictures, lots of just keeping track of the welfare of that horse. And I know with New Vocation specifically, they I have seen horses on their website that are like, you know, this horse has been adopted for four years. Their, their family came into some circumstances. So they're back with New Vocations, which is so great. They're not hitting, you know, an auction or some sort of Craigslist kind of thing. Uh, they're going back through New Vocations to try to get a good home. And that's so important. That's such a gift of, um, of a facility to do that. It really is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love to hear that your mom adopted from New Vocations. I am totally guilty of shopping on their site and their (laughs) social media all the time. I have to like block myself because they have the best looking horses and they just do such a great job of presenting them. And it's just a good thing that I live far away from their facility because I would be over there like just shopping all the time. But yeah, it's those kinds of perks that really set them apart. And those are the kind that's a kind of quality in the relationships that our adoption partners, really, they all share those, that kind of professionalism and the thoroughness. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Okay. Well, Christy, share a little bit about some pilot programs you guys are working with. I know your website talked a little bit about that. I want to know more. Yeah. Okay, great. The problem here is you'll have to stop me in about six hours because I'll just keep going. <laughs> That's <laughs> on awesome. Of that. One of my favorites that I shouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's it's near and dear to my heart because I'm an alumni of Colorado State University and their equine science program. And another thing at the Right Horses, we there's so many different stakeholders who have a really important part 
of this conversation. And we know that students are one of them. They're the future of the horse industry. They're the future horse owners. They're the future trainers, association leaders, veterinarians, everything. So I just love that we're involving students in this process. Mm -hmm. And so one of the pilot programs that CSU is currently running it's actually working in, in conjunction with the Harmony Center there in Denver, and they'll take in horses in transition from Harmony that are capable of going on to a new career as a riding lesson or equine-assisted therapies horse. And so the students will actually train them for one to two semesters. They'll evaluate that horse, figure out what does he know already, what does he not know, and then put that training on him to get him ready for a career as a lesson horse or a therapy horse. Wow. And then the horses will actually go up for adoption to a CHA, so a Certified Horsemanship Association professional there in the region. And it's really a win-win-win for all parties. So the, number one, the horse is getting a new home and a new career as a lesson or therapy horse or camp horse, whatever the instructors are getting access to a wonderful horse to where this is a group that maybe typically wouldn't consider adoption in the past because if they need a horse that come in, it can come into their program and start working right away, they don't have you know, 60, 90, 120 days to do physical rehab to figure out, does this horse have any medical history that would limit him? Does he, what is his training history? Does he have any quirks? They, they can't do that. They've got to get a horse in that they can immediately put to work because they're running a business. So these instructors are getting an adopted horse that they know his background, they know what he's done, and they know that he's going to be a good fit. So the students are getting an amazing education, this hands-on yeah. training education. And not only how to train a horse because you could learn that a lot of different places but how to train a horse for a specific vocation for a field that's really growing equine assisted therapy i just read is growing at something like 300 percent a year it's crazy that's wonderful yeah which is amazing i mean we could talk all day just about how cool those programs are but to get these horses in transition into a field where job creation for horses and for the students to be learning how to train how to evaluate horses and how to market them in place them into that new home. So actually becoming part of the curriculum at CSU. So that's going to be hugely attractive to students. It's really, it's just a win-win all, you know, all the way around. And I can't say enough good things about that program. Well, I'm just so happy to hear that. Yeah, the equine therapy is really growing. And what, what a benefit, what a wonderful benefit. It's nice to see the medical community expanding to maybe not quite so traditional methods for help and things and, and with mental health hopefully on the rise, mental health help, hopefully on the rise. That's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. God knows the horses are good for that. It's, they're doing amateur you know, therapy on me every time I go out and feed them. It's just... Right? It, <laughs> nobody can deny that. No, I don't think any horse person would dispute that. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. What other kinds of pilot programs are you guys doing? Ooh, let's see. Um, speaking of new vocations, this is a really cool one. They have partnered with the U.S. Pony Club and gotten new vocations horses into the hands of Pony Club adopters. And this is another group that we're looking at that these Pony Club riders who maybe traditionally have not considered adoption because they weren't aware of horses that could fit their needs that would be able to take them through those Pony Club programs into these competitive realms. Again, there's that stigma of a rescue horse as or an adopted horse as old, you know, maybe lame, maybe broken down, maybe not rideable. And so these, these kinds of riders have typically just gone to the sales market to get their next horse. So what New Vocations did is identify a certain population of their 
their off-track thoroughbreds and standard breds, but I think mostly thoroughbreds in this case, and market them to the pony club riders. They actually received a stipend to adopt and train these horses, and they've been preparing for the uh, U.S. Pony Club's championships, and that's going to be actually at the end of this month at Tryon. And so there'll be 45 adopters there who've adopted horses, and they'll be at Pony Club Championships with their retired off-track horses. Wow. Yeah. Again, not only getting these horses into new homes and making these incredible matches, but showcasing what these adopted horses can do. And they're going to be out there with, you know, the imported horses and fancy bred and trained horses just showing off that they're equally as capable and just starting their stuff. It's going to be amazing. I'm so looking forward to that event. Yes. Oh, that is just, that's so exciting. You know, and back to new vocations, I really, I have a lot of time and experience in the horse world. However, I am no expert. And, uh, you know, for me to go to the track and say, oh, that one's for sale. I don't know. Maybe I want to look at that as my future riding horse or something like that. I don't have that knowledge and wisdom about racehorses, you know, and retired racehorses and things. And so I like that new vocations and I'm sure other places as well. They build that relationship with the horse through their, you know, after market training, the couple months that they have in the interim. And then they can tell you about their strengths and weaknesses. I know a lot of trainers can go and do that and pick a horse out and say, that's my next horse. I can't quite do that. And so, you know, for these adoption agencies to build that bit of a relationship and then help educate the regular person like myself, what a gift that is. That's so good. It is. They're really being the translators from that one part of the industry that's so specific to the rest of us regular horse people and helping those horses move from one world to another safely because you're totally right. It's not, I mean, I would love to go, you know, every time I watch a race, I'm thinking, wow, that horse looks like he could be a good jumper or whoa, he's got beautiful movement, but truly it's very difficult to evaluate and, and takes a very experienced person to find the right horses off the track. So it's those kinds of, um, it's matchmaking. That's really, they're, they're so good. So I love to, love to see that. Yeah. And way to go pony club. That is, that is awesome. What a good way to, yeah. And get that mindset going too with young people, you know, here are places to look and you can get excellent quality there and, and all of that. So that is great. So tell me some more about the breeds that you guys work with. Do you really work with like every breed association in the area? Well, in the nation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our partners work with every breed. I think I've even heard of some new breeds that they've gotten through their doors, just talking and hearing their stories. The, there are a few groups that are very specific. For example, new vocations exclusively does the off track thoroughbreds and standard breads. And then we have a a partner called the American Saddlebred Legacy Foundation. Of course, they deal with a lot with saddlebreds. And, um, other than that, almost all of our groups are really, they're, totally um, all breed, all disciplines. So it it depends a lot on their region, what's popular. You know, out Mm -hmm. here in Texas, there's a lot of stock type horses. Um, In California, there's a big Arabian horse community. In Kentucky, there's, um, of course, a lot of thoroughbreds, but also a lot of the gated horses, like the saddlebreds and that kind of stuff. So it really just depends on the area. And they, you know, they get all kinds through. They even do minis, donkeys, mules. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all kinds of equines. And so it's very dependent on their region. And to mention another pilot program, this is actually sort of an area that we've looked at as far as matching supply and demand. And one of our partners, the Kentucky Humane society actually won an innovation grant they applied we had an open a public grant out last fall that was for 
asking groups, what what is your innovative idea for increasing adoption? And KHS said, okay, we've got to look at how do we get the right horse in the right place? Because sometimes there's an adopter looking for this kind of horse, but they're hundreds of miles away. And in the dog and cat world, it's very common to transport dogs and cats to a market that's got more demand for adoption. For example, after a natural disaster, uh, you know, Hurricane Harvey down here in Texas last year, there are thousands of displaced animals. And where could we, where could they be sent to get a, have a better chance of getting adopted more quickly? So maybe a city, I'm just using this as an example, like Denver or Minneapolis that has a good, good market for those people looking to adopt pets. And KHS said, how can we apply that kind of model for horses? Well, you can't just take 30 horses and stuff them in the back of a van. It's a little <laughs> bit more difficult to transport. But with the same idea of, okay, if we've got a, a horse who's maybe a dime a dozen in this area, but could would be snapped up if he was at our adoption partner, you know, Long Meadow Rescue Ranch in Missouri, where how could we get him there and make these placements faster. And so they're looking at a transport model to see how they can get the right horse in the right place and help him get adopted faster. So yes, they're all focusing on many different kinds of breeds, but it's very much part of the question as far as all kinds of horses are, are coming through their doors and how do we get them placed the most successfully based on what is the demand across different parts of the country. That's so good to hear. It's exciting to hear about the innovation and people thinking about these things and thinking of, you know, outside the box kind of stuff, because I think that's what it's going to take. Yeah, it really does. It takes thinking outside the box and it all comes back to this collaboration, everything from, you know, New Vocations and Pony Club. This is, these are two groups that I'm sure they have been aware of each other and support each other's work, but they may have not ever thought to directly partner together until we were able to connect them as partners and say, hey, there's a there's an idea here that could be mutually beneficial for both of your organizations. And so it's about connecting those dots and showing people really it's it's going to take all parts of the industry. It's really going to take these different breed associations and individuals, veterinarians, again, the students, it, everything. It's an issue that we all have a part to play in. Well, so how do people play that part? How can people get involved and learn more? So I know we can go to your website, but yeah, how do people get involved? There are so many ways to get involved, whether, of course, if you're looking for a horse, I would strongly encourage you to go out and find a great adoption agency to look for. If you need help finding one, check out our partners page. It's the right slash partners. Find a good one in your area. If people have ever adopted, we love to hear their stories. A big part of what we're doing is shattering that stigma of adopted horses as unwanted. We hate that word. It's not, it's just not, doesn't paint the truth. And so we love to hear these stories of adopted horses doing amazing things. Share your story. Send us your story. Um, if you look at our social media, it's a lot of it is sharing these amazing partnerships that have been forged through adoption. And, you know, there's an FEI level competing dressage horse that was adopted and, and saved from a really rough situation. There are all these off-track horses doing incredible stuff. There are Mustangs doing amazing things that have come out of these programs. Share your story and tell us what you've done with your adopted horse. That's so amazing. We also, again, you know, the Time to Ride program is great if you're just getting into horses and want to learn how to ride, finding a good stable there. And of course, there's always volunteering or donating at a local adoption group. They always need the support and 
and are looking for good people. We're also we're really looking at connecting with trainers. Again, I, I mentioned it briefly before, but we know that training is such a big piece of it. And how can we engage horse trainers in this effort to provide good training for transition horses and also bring that aspect of the industry into this conversation and just say, this is good for all of us. If we're keeping more horses and more clients, more riders in the fold of the horse industry, mm-hmm. it's going to be beneficial to all. So again, it, I mean, there's really, there's a way that everybody can get involved from just sharing something on social media all the way to going out and adopting three new vocation sources because you can't help yourself. Well, yeah. And that's, that's a problem. I'm with you. I have to be like, <laughs> okay, Emma, you are not looking right now. especially when they have their their sales like half off i'm like oh i need all of them yes yeah free shipping (laughs) yeah okay well christy can you share a success story or two because this is just it's so exciting it's so good for the heart to hear that this is being pushed and people are getting educated and these opportunities are out here it's just like you said it's going to be so good for us humans obviously we benefit from being you know outdoors and with our animals so much but gosh it's so good for the horses and they they need it yeah absolutely Oh my gosh, there are so many I'm trying to think of what would be. Yeah, narrowing one. it down, I'm sure is, you know, not easy. Yeah, well, that's, they're all over our social media. And one that, again, I'll go back to this because it's close to my heart, but we're just starting to see the first successful adoptions come out of that program at CSU. And so there's a really cute bay mare named Hunter who went through the program, was trained by a CSU student and uh, spent, I think, two semesters there in the program. This was really the first year they were kind of piloting it. And we just heard in May, she was adopted by an instructor there in Colorado, and she's now giving lessons, horsemanship lessons and equine assisted therapy sessions. And just the photos, I, I wish I could, <laughs> a picture's worth a thousand words, but the, the, the pictures of these cute kids up there and how she's just such a perfect fit. And she, it's, it's uh, uncovering these diamonds in the rough that have just, you know, you don't know what their paths are necessarily, mm-hmm. but that's usually our fault as humans. It's not whatever situation they end up in is, is really not because of what the horse has done or not done. It's usually just human frailty and right. life situations. It's just things that have happened. And, and again, it's, it's really not because people have bad intentions. It's just bad situations and, you know, unfortunate times. And so to see Hunter come out of a rough spot like that and make it through the program, kind of be really intensely focused on for two semesters and now to be helping so many kids is really really cool. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Well, Christy, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And share again your website because I do want people to go there. Um, I noticed you do have some success stories on there and they're just so heartwarming. They really are. But they're also educational because like you said, these horses are not necessarily even diamonds in the rough, although I think some are, but some of them are just diamonds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't take much at all to uncover them. Yeah. Um, our website is www.therighthorse.org, and that's where people can view our partner list, inquire about becoming a partner. We're always talking to new groups across the country looking for partners that are on the same page and ready to jump in with both feet and look for these good solutions. People also can send us their stories there. Uh, we love, like I said, we love to hear those successful adoption stories. And there's also some really cool badges for social media. There's uh, profile pictures and cover photos and stuff like that. If you want to use your voice to help spread the word, 
there's um, that kind of stuff there as well. And then I really would love, we'd love to interact with people on social media using that hashtag right horse. Uh, we, we repost stuff all the time. We're always looking for those cool stories and we're at the right horse on Instagram and also on Facebook. So facebook.com slash the right horse. It's very simple and easy to find <laughs> us. And we, you know, like, like you said at the beginning, it's just horse people talking to other horse people about horses. So mm -hmm. it's the hard part is, is stopping the flow. We love to connect with horse people of all kinds and we'd love to hear from anybody who wants to get in touch. Good. Oh, good. Well, Christy, thank you. Is there anything that you'd like to touch on that maybe we passed over or didn't? Um, otherwise I'm ready to wrap because I've just got so much good information here and I'm really eager to share it. You know, I think we really hit all the major points. What I would just stress again is that this is a collaborative initiative. We we think that every horse person has a role in this, whether it's a $10 donation one time to an organization that you think is doing the right thing all the way to, you know, becoming a veterinarian and dedicating your life and career to working on horses in transition. So we, I just really encourage everybody to look at it from the big picture and think about what role do they have to play and where do they see themselves fitting in because we just, we want to open our arms and invite the whole industry in and people from all all different aspects and corners of the horse world and connect with you because this is something that affects all horses and we mm -hmm. want to we really want to help all kinds of equines this is great thank you for your time and sharing and and being a part of this and and educating people i'm just so excited about this you know it's easy to get kind of pigeonholed and this is what i do and this is what i love but there's so much more out there and um, i love that you guys are all encompassing all breeds all vocations and all of that kind of stuff and and all types of horse people and even new horse people yeah all of us just all of us yeah. it's, it's really yeah. great so that's it good it really is yeah. yeah well i've so appreciated this time it's been great emma and i'm really just glad to be able to share the message so it's been really fun good well thank you again and yeah have a wonderful day thank you sincerely christy horses are such a gift to us initiatives like the right horse make me so excited our industry has gone through many changes and places and people like those within the right horse give me confidence that we're going in an awesome direction if you'd like to find out more, head over to www.therighthorse.org. You can find links to their partners and programs and to their social media. Thank you, Christy, and thank you for listening to The Horse Cure. Thank you for listening to The Horse Cure Podcast, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. You can find more information about each episode and more podcasts at thehorsecure.com and by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.